Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And we definitely have an exciting episode and a little bit different than we normally do. Uh, before we get into that, make sure that you follow the show, like us on social media, and give us a subscribe and, and share with a friend. It's definitely really appreciative. Helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on. And um, so for this episode, we are going to be taking a look at the World Athletic Awards, and they just announced the Male Athlete of the Year final nominees, and then we're going to get into Clemson track and field, and uh, we have an interview, actually, with standout high jumper Anthony Hamilton. It's going to be discussing his point of view within the team, what they'd learned when they found out the team's going to get canceled as well as what he's doing this season and what you can look forward to them doing as a unit uh, later on in the year. So that's definitely going to be exciting. A little change of pace for this week, which should be pretty cool. So first, let's get into the Male Athlete of the Year. So the finalists have been announced. This came out late last week. And looking at it, I, I agree with all five. I believe it was in the middle of November. They came out with the 10 nominees, and uh, I had my five people that I picked and I got four out of the five right and I named all five of these people um, as potentials to be in it which I'm pretty excited about gonna give myself a pat on the back there uh, so the the four that I got shoe in were were Joshua Kipchigi uh, from Uganda Ryan Krauser Mondo Duplantis and Karsten Warholm and then the person that I said I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in it was Giannis Vetter. I, at the last second, took him out and put in Noah Lyles. Uh, so almost got five for five, but hey, four out of five ain't bad. And I, I think they got it right. I mean, these these are, I think, clearly the five best athletes this year within the sport of track and field, and, and they just really dominated. I mean, let's take a look at what they did. I mean, uh, Kapchigi, he obviously broke the 5K world record, 10K world record, um, and the 5K on the roads uh, road record, which was e- extraordinarily impressive. He, he came in fourth in the, the half marathon, which was his very first time uh, over that distance in a championship race. Uh, he, he was just an electric distance runner this year. Um, next, uh, Ryan Krauser. Uh, he's someone where he had a fantastic year. Uh, it just so happens that he's going up against two of the, the greatest perf- yearly performances we've seen in a long time. Uh, he was undefeated in the shot put over 10 competitions, and he threw the world lead performance, which was actually uh, equal to the third uh, all-time list. So he had an amazing year. Uh, it's always great to see a USA guy uh, making it up there because we didn't see that in, in the women's side. So a little bit more uh, diversity there. Um, then my favorite um, and my favorite athlete here, Mondo Duplantis from Sweden. He broke the world record in pole vault twice, and he also – if there was an outdoor world record, he would have that now, but they don't have that. So it's technically the outdoor all-time best. He vaulted 6 meters 17 uh, indoors and outdoors, and then he did 6 minute, uh, six meters 18. And then for outdoors, he, uh, he got the outdoor all-time best of, of 6.15. He was undefeated also over 16 competitions, which I believe is the most competitions anyone competed in this year. He was just a racehorse. Uh, a workhorse, I should say, with everything. 
Uh, next, we have Giannis Vetter. Uh, he was a guy that I mentioned has potential to break the world record for javelin, which was at one point one of the most difficult world records to have. And he really kind of put all of those to bed um, when he threw a world lead of 9776. Uh, he, he's doing extremely, extremely well. He won eight out of nine javelin competitions. Uh, once again, similar with, with Ryan Krauser, they both had great years it just so happens that mondo and uh joshua are are going are going insane over here and then the last uh the last person they have is karsten warholm of norway he ran a world leading 4687 in the 400 meter hurdles which was the second fastest uh all time and i believe it was a national record uh, he was he had a great year uh, i know that they actually thought that he was going to be able to break the world record that that meet I think it was sometime in, not April, May or June, uh, the, he had a good potential to break it. I think it was just bad weather, which which made it a little difficult. I think it was a little rainy, but he, he had a great year. Uh, he was undefeated in nine competitions across the 400 and 400-meter 400 hurdles um, and set the world best in, in the 300-meter hurdles, um, which, which isn't run all the time, but it was definitely cool to see that. So uh, we have a lot of, a lot of great a lot of great uh, competitions this year, even though there was a shortened season and it was really weird and it limited the amount of people that could compete and where you could compete and who you could compete against. So I think that they got it right here. Uh, these five are, are good. I mean, I think, I guess you, you could change maybe better. I mean, like I had mentioned before, I, I changed him for, for Lyles, but I mean, I'm not, I don't hate it. I, I think they all, all of these five deserve being in it. They're some of the, the most dominant athletes this year for sure. Um, if I'm ranking, okay, who do I have from five to one? Uh, I know they don't do this. They just say who the winner is. But if I were to rank who, who is five to one, um, fifth being the least likely to win and one being the most likely to win, if they were to have betting lines on DraftKings or FanDuel or something like that. Number five, I would put Giannis Vetter. Uh, I think, I mean, he competed the least out of all of these people, and he also lost, uh, where unfortunately everyone else uh, either set world records or, or won all their competitions. So, you, I mean, just based off of that, you got to get put down to the fifth spot, unfortunately. Uh, then I would say I would put, it's tough. I, I think I'm putting Karsten Warholm in, in the fourth position. Uh, he, he, he did really well. I mean, he was the second farthest, thru, uh, second farthest right run, and I liked the fact that he was doing both the 400 and 400 meter hurdles. Um, but I, th I think that I'm, I'm going to be going with uh, Ryan Krauser here, um, being undefeated as well, having one more competition, and also uh, setting very similar where he set a world lead and equal the third all time list. They both have very similar numbers. Really, it just comes down to me. The fact that he had that one more competition, he was undefeated still within that competition, is what puts it over for me for putting him in the third place compared to uh, Warholm, which I'm having in the fourth. And then second, um, I have Joshua Kachigi. Um, I It's so close. I think this wins. This wins the what's it called this this wins many other years um with how dominant this competition is i mean what he had three world records that he put up in an extraordinarily weird circumstance um he ran a race that he normally doesn't run so he, he had a fantastic year but he's just going up against mondo who was insane 
He was undefeated in those 16 competitions, and it wasn't like just barely. He was dominating many of those competitions. It wasn't close for many of them. I know because I watched quite a few, and I'm sure many of you did as well. So I, I put him at number one. So if, if there's any anyone taking bets on, on who's going to be winning this award, I would take Mondo first, then Joshua. I mean, he's – I'm not, not counting him out. Like It's not like it's Mondo is a clear number one and then Joshua's a clear two. I think those are the clear top two. I don't think anyone would debate that. But what it comes down to is who are you going to have at one? Because depending on what you value in your vote is what's going to sway it for you. So if you're looking at, hey, I value versatility and being able to show that you really are the best over a multitude of, of competitions and events, well, then you're going to go with Joshua because he broke the world record in three different events. I know the, the 5K, both on the track and, and on the roads, are the same distance, but it's they're two very different events. You run them very differently. He also ran the half marathon. So he did, what, four different events uh, and captured world records in, in three of them? That's incredible. Uh, and, and Mondo, he only competed in one event, but he did go undefeated and set three or two world records and then one uh, all-time best. So it's, it's what you value. Are you valuing the the competition the the beating the competition this year are you valuing the versatility are you valuing how what how many events you're competing in like what's the value for me i pick mondo i have bias because i he's my favorite athlete right now but i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be too surprised if if joshua won because he had a fantastic year it's it's really close but i would put mondo as the favorite for me uh, so that, that's what it is for the, the male athlete of the year. I believe the female athlete of the year nominee should be coming out in the next day or so. So I'll make sure to do an episode on that one uh, next week in discussing who, who it is that, that I think should be winning because the competition or, or the award show, I should say, is coming up pretty soon. Um, by the time you're watching this, it should be coming up, what is it, next week? So like by the time I, or a week and a half, so by the time this episode comes out, It'll be, it'll be, you know, really, really close. Yeah, it's Saturday, what, December 5th, I believe, is, is when it's going to be coming out. So, yeah, we'll be able to get next episode, and then it'll be happening that weekend. So tune into that. should be exciting. Uh, and then uh, right now we're going to be transitioning over to an interview that I had with Anthony Hamilton. It was fantastic. He gives really great insight on what's going on within Clemson Track and Field. Um, I mean, we all heard the, the sad news that they're going to be canceling the season or canceling the indoor, outdoor, and cross-country programs following the t June 2021, and it, it sucks. They're obviously one of the biggest programs in the entire country, and to see them go down shows that, uh, you know, really no program safe if, if Clemson's not safe. So it was a fantastic interview. I hope you enjoy it, and if you like it, let us know. We'll, we'll make sure to, to add add that to our, our maybe our, our weekly or our monthly rotation of, of having interviews with different athletes or coaches or whatever it is. So please let me know if this is something that you like, and we might be able to do it in the future. So um, it, with that, I'm going to turn it over to our interview, which we had a little bit earlier. Uh, have a good one, and peace. Hello, everybody. So today we have a very special episode of Track World News. We have an exclusive interview with Anthony Hamilton. If that name sounds familiar, it's probably because you've seen him on ESPN, Overtime, Ball is Life, YouTube, TikTok, all across the Internet. He has over, what, 500 million plays for some of his outrageous dunks and high jumping ability. 
Uh, Anthony, thank you for, for taking the time uh, with us today. I appreciate you for having me, bro. This is a blessing always to just get more insight about what's going on, you know? For sure. I mean, it's it's got to be a wild and, and hectic time for, for you guys with, with everything going on. And um, yeah, before I kind of jumped into what's going on at, at Clemson and, and how you guys are, are, are handling it and everything like that, uh, wanted to know your journey into into track and field itself. I know I know I've seen your video. I know, mentioned that to you quite a bit. Um, but could you kind of touch on how you how you actually got involved in in high jump and, and the track community as a whole? Oh man, the story is hilarious because it's so coincidental. But um, so earlier in my high school years, I I played basketball. That's all I did. I was just a basketball player. Never touched the track unless we was conditioning. Um, and get into extracurricular stuff. I used to do like college tours and just go see different campuses. You know, I'm a first generation student. So just wanted to see and plan out my future for basketball. So um, I went and signed to play basketball at the University of Laverne. I uh, didn't play as much. Like I was a freshman, college freshman treatment. You know what I'm saying? Got to learn a program and stuff like that. So after the season, I was just like, I'm gonna start working out on my own. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm not tired from the season. Like I played 40 minutes a game or anything like that. So I uh, told my coach that and I expressed that to him. And he told me he's best friends with the track coach. The track coach was already planning to pursue me to try different stuff. Cause obviously I can jump at the time. They can see I can jump, dunk and all types of stuff like that. So um, it went from him recommending it to me going to watch a practice and then me going to watch practice. He's like, Oh, try this. And then I had practice gear the next practice and just tried it. And I excelled. I broke the school record the first couple meets uh, and basketball shoes. So it was like, I was like, okay, well maybe I could be good at this. Start taking it a little bit serious. And um, when I did start to take it serious, I started studying different schools, um, what heights are actually good. I started to learn the, the meters and, and, you know, the meter system. Yeah, like, yeah. Just to convert it. Um, and then one of the coaches, the coach that are my head coach now, Mark Elliott, I met him when I was doing those college tours in high school, but he knew me as a basketball player. So mm -hmm. when he seen that I was doing track and field and I was actually decent at it, like I was that raw talent, he was like, just, you know, come over here and uh, transferred and now I'm excelling at this level. Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty cool. I mean, to see not only the the connection with with basketball, but track and field, because um, a lot of a lot of my friends um, and there's actually a few people that jumped uh, for my my school that had a similar thing where they might have. They can just have crazy dunks and the, the track coach or the or a high gym coach would be like, hey, why don't you try try our sport out? Like you, you can obviously jump out the gym. You might as well try to train this in, in the off season and, yeah. and and can and can really excel with that. Um, how did you how was that, uh, I guess, feeling or what was it like? transitioning to another sport where I mean obviously I'm assuming your first love was probably basketball and then now you're focusing on on track and field what was that what's that like having to try to give that up a little bit I was I was very uncomfortable you know what I'm saying like it it got to a point where like my first few meets at the division three level my first few meets like people would be laughing at me because the way I'm going over the bar <laughs> like this is college why are you jump you know like why aren't yeah. you 
here to jump at this level. But um, I took all that into consideration and I just dedicated myself to trying to get better. You know, I, I want to be good at everything I'm doing. And I just promised myself that I'll work hard and at least be decent at it. But obviously I surpassed that and now I'm at the division one level. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen, uh, it was actually funny enough. So I was taking a look at some of the, your, the, you know, TFRS or whatever. And I think, so we actually, we weren't in the same time, the same place at the same time because of the weather, but it looked like you're at Penn Relays in 2019. Yes. Yeah, so we we were vaulting. I was pole vaulting there at the exact same time, and so we were. Okay, yeah, yes. it just they just moved us into a different area. So I was like, oh man, we probably you know bumped into each other once or twice back back in uh, yeah. Philadelphia a year ago. So it's a it's a small world, but um, wanted to so wanted to kind of get get into things with um how what's going on with with Clemson track. I mean, as as an outsider looking in, it's it it doesn't look great. Um, yeah. But I'm sure you can shed some light on it. For those that don't know, on I believe it was November 5th, um, there was an official announcement from the director of, director of athletics, Dan Radakovich, I think. Yeah, Dan Radakovich announced that they'll be canceling both uh, or all of cross country, indoor, outdoor track and field on the men's side, um, meaning that all of the, the athletes are going to have to look at different schools following June 2021 if they like to continue competing. Um, this is a, a major, major uh, statement being one of the, the first Power 5 school to announce something like this. Um, how, what was going through your guys' head? How did the people on the team obviously cross country it's cross country season right now i mean how did all of you guys on the team find out like hey you're gonna have to find somewhere else to go after june 21 you know it's crazy because i did i did an interview this morning got asked the same question it was just bro honestly i was here i was in my room getting ready for practice um, and my phone buzzed and I got a email saying urgent. So I'm like, uh oh, like what are we what, what has what's about to happen now? So mm-hmm. I checked it. Um, it was from Dan and it was saying uh emergency meeting or immediate meeting in the next like 30 minutes. Um, be at the volleyball gym at this time. And if you have class or tutoring, we'll provide a note for that. So when they said they'll provide a note for to excuse you from class and tutor, I'm like, okay, I I don't know what's about to happen, but I know it's serious. So um, the next 30 minutes, we get down there. We're in the volleyball gym. Um, they had a podium set up, and uh, he, I think all of our coaches walked in first. We, My coach was nowhere. Like, the coaches were nowhere to be found because um, we're all calling them trying to figure out what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, they obviously separated the men and the women. The women met at the track, so I don't know what their meeting was like. But um, all of our coaches walked in first, and I could see on the look of their face that it was, like, not good news. And what I thought at first, I thought they were just going to cancel our season again. So I'm like, okay, well, here we go again Um, Mm -hmm. because they canceled outdoor last year. But he came, gave us the news. Um, Immediately you can hear, like, and you can feel the – vibe of the room like changed as soon as he said it and I was shocked um I was disappointed and I just was confused so um my he gave uh, a time to for us to ask questions to him at the end uh in the conclusion of his speech and 
I was just like, I don't have any questions right now. If I have any questions, I'm going to just go see him myself, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. But um, some of the guys were asking questions and he told us it was Title IX and financial problems due to the pandemic and things of that manner. Um, but it was just so much in one, it was a lot. Like trainers were crying, athletes, some athletes were crying. Um, when we went to meet up with the women at the track, we had a team meeting. It was just, it was really emotional. So uh, definitely a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life. But when we were told that, the world just stopped, you know, because everything you work for can be taken away. And we just, we, it, it was just shocking to be in that moment for that to be real with such a, a school of this caliber to be cutting a program of this caliber. It's like, you know, it just didn't make sense at the time. Yeah, because it's not like Clemson is a small school by any means. Yeah. You're prob- you're easily, I would say, a top five recognizable program. Like Clemson, it's like Alabama, Clemson, UNC, Duke. It's like you guys are right up there. And so to see such a predominant program get put on, on hold, and especially within track and field, have you've had Olympians, gold medalists, countless All-Americans just – you know, a lot of really great talent coming through the program. Uh, what, what was like, what, what was the, the team atmosphere when you guys met with the, the women and the men, you guys all came together? How was it like anger or were people coming together and being positive? What, what was kind of the vibe there? It was honestly, it was really just, it was like an eerie moment. Like I, we felt, it felt like a movie. Like, we walked in, nothing was really said. Our coach was in, our coaches were in shock too because from where I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they told our coaches an hour before they told us. But they've been working on trying to get this passed since March, February. So they've been knowing, but nobody in the track program knew what was going on, none of the coaches, none of the athletes, none of the trainers. So they kind of like dropped it on us. Um, and I'm under the impression that they they tried to figure it out with alternatives that didn't work. Um, so they just concluded by just cutting our medicine. But it was just, it was, bro, it just felt like a movie. It was sad. It was really sad. What was the, or what, I guess because it's still going on, like what's the support like with with the alumni or other student athletes or just other students in general that are trying to help get you guys to come back. I know you've recently had uh, the protest um, with things. What is it like nowadays, like from an outside point, people that are helping, you know, to get you guys to, to come back as a program? Well, to start off by answering that question, our petition has 30,000 signatures so far, and it's still growing by the minute. Um, I feel like our women's team haven't left our side. They never will leave our side. You know, they're always going to fight for us. Other athletes, I have one of my best friends is on the basketball team. Some some of my best friends on the basketball team. They support us. Volleyball, we had um, protests. We had down there every sport out there with us with the protests. We had basketball, rowing, volleyball, um, baseball. We had a couple other guys um, on our women's team. The alumni are great. Some flew back to talk to us. Like, we're getting support. Uh, nationwide and globally too because we have alumni that are professionals that live out of the country so um, the support is great 
you know, and, and just the fact that we're coming together to try to overturn this, um, it gives me good feelings about it, you know, but we just got to move forward and focus on the season and let our performances do the talking. That's, that's also something that I feel has to be really weird. It's like knowing you're going to break. It's like having a girlfriend saying, I'm going to break up with you at the end of the year, but you, but you're still going through the relationship now where you still have this indoor season. If we do have it and this outdoor season, if we do have it, and obviously you want to compete at the, at a top level, you're a competitive guy. What's it, what's it like going on right now, knowing that, Hey, I still, I'm still representing the school that I, that I love, but this is going to be the last you know, the last effort? Well, you know, I I was planning to be here uh, much longer than this plan for me to be here. Mm-hmm. But I just use it as motivation. Um, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Bro, my life is like, I feel like I'm living in a movie. Like everything, it's always something like to the extreme that's going on in my life. So it's not something that I'm like turning down, like, okay, well, I mean, we're not going to have a season next year, so I'm not even going to try. No, I'm trying to win. I don't care if we get shut down after indoor. I'm trying to win um, the indoor championship. I'm trying to win ACC championship. I'm trying to win a national championship. So mm-hmm. just me being competitive and me using that as motivation and potentially being the last high jumper ever in Clemson history, like I take that, I put it on my back, and it just makes me work twice as hard so I can accomplish what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's it's got to be a, a, a surreal feeling. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine like knowing like, hey, this this could be it. So we've got to we've got to make it all work out. We've got to go go all go all out with this thing. Um, what's what is practice looking like nowadays? Uh, is it any different? I mean, obviously, you know, we have the, the pandemic going on, but what's what's it like uh, as a typical day for for you guys this season? Um, so the energy at practice you can tell, especially after that, you can tell it's down for sure. Um, but it's starting to get back up. It's starting to pick up a little bit. We practice in pods now, so everybody's not together like it was last year. Um, we have specified practice times and times that we lift. So I feel we feel a little bit separated from everybody, like jumps, sprints, long sprints, distance. You know, like mm-hmm. we're separated in practice, but out of practice, We've been doing a job. Uh, we've been doing a great job of coming together and talking about how we can fix this problem. But practice is like, yeah, it's kind of weird practicing right now. But you know, like the day that it happened, we got the day off. Like he was just like, we're not practicing today. Just everybody go home, talk to your families, figure it out. Um, but now it's just we're picking it back up because we have our first track meet next Saturday. Oh, oh, that's awesome. I was I was gonna ask, what's the have they came out with like a schedule for, for you guys now? And if so, like, is it just inner squad? Is it going to be only um, conference schedule or like, who's like, how are the meets looking like for, for this season? So every December before Christmas break, we have a small track meet with smaller schools just to get a screenshot of where we're at training wise. Um, this year, that December meet is going to be inner squad because of COVID obviously. Um, but Moving forward in the new year, we're going to be having meets probably around the same time that it was scheduled last year. The schedule hasn't came out yet, but it should be by the end of the year. What's it got to, what's it like for you? You haven't competed since February, uh, officially, official competition. I mean, 
what like you got to be itching to get to get back to have some of that that competition i mean what's what's going through your head as you're you know a week now in until uh, a meet coming up man the acc championship i was ranked third um number one and number two i think number one ranked got hurt number two uh like came out of the competition early so i was projected to win after that person had came out but i got disqualified for something that i didn't do so i've been training since that day i haven't stopped training i haven't you know what i'm saying so i'm just i'm excited and i'm anxious and i've been training wise i'm in the best shape that i've ever been in my life oh, and yeah and, and the way how long i've been training and doing my workout videos and the dunk stuff like that's a big step for me to be in the best like athletic shape in my life so i'm prepared i'm just ready for them to unleash me so we can make it happen you know i've been waiting for it there you go i mean that's the the one benefit i guess you could say with track and field is that you you get so much better at practice and that's why you only that's why you compete so little like you don't compete a lot and so that's why i think having this extended break if you use it correctly because if you don't then obviously it won't work well but if you use it correctly it seems like you did or you have, I've seen the, a lot of the YouTube videos keeping up with uh, some of the, the training. Um, yeah. It's a, it's, it, I think it can be a, a really exciting year and see some really great heights or, or great times, whatever it is. So looking forward to, to seeing how you guys uh, do this season. Yes, sir. We're about to kill it. For sure. Looking yep. forward, looking forward to it. And then, um, so what, what could people that are listening now do to, to help, Clemson track and field, where can they tune in? Where sign the petition that you mentioned had over 30,000 signatures. What can people do to, to help? Well, if they want to keep up with uh, specifically the whole team's journey, we have a Save Clemson uh, track and field account. So they can follow that. I have a link in my bio to sign the petition. And if they want to follow me individually, um, my social media is all the same. It's Hamilton Jr. The O's zero. Links for everything is in my bio. So if you want to go support, sign a petition, or you want to keep up with me, the team, or a specific athlete, um, whoever's listening can reach out to me or they can reach out to any of my teammates to get any information. I've been posting a lot on Twitter as well. So, you know, all my social media is the same. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Anthony, on, on giving some light on such a strange and upsetting uh, situation at Clemson. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we will see a, a turn of events in the in the near weeks, months, uh, whenever it might be, and we'll be able to see you guys uh, back in the orange and purple next year. Um, thank you for, for, for taking the time, and thank you to everyone that's listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. Uh, if you want to get more content uh, just like this one, you can check, check us out on Instagram at Track World News, uh, where we'll be having episodes coming out every single Tuesday. Uh, have a good one and peace.